Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. It's time to BS. It's not one of my uh, my proudest moments. That's for and sure. You paid the price this Sunday for it. You paid the piper. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you, Karma. The Church Karma. of Josh Allen. Karma. The yes. The Church of the Church of Josh Allen. All these sins against you. Yes. The Church of Josh Allen is, is not pleased with me right now. A U Stadium podcast. Christ. Uh, still struggling. Shaw. <laughs> and part of the unhinged sports network. And now to start your weekend with us. It's time to BS. There we go. Okay. Now that makes sense. All right. Hello, individuals of the internet. <laughs> Oh, that felt great. Sorry about that. And my distinct profanity. The best part about doing this podcast is everything before we record. So we ended up spending a half hour, me and Mike. Uh, By the way, who's here? Um, What's up, everyone? We were trying to figure this crap out for about a half hour why Skype wasn't working. We usually record using Skype. And... For some strange reason, it wasn't working. And so here we are on Zoom trying doing this now. Uh, God damn, that was terrible. That was frustrating. I'm not that was that was frustrating. It was bad. It was really bad. That was horrible, Skype. Get your act together. Now <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna hear that, but <laughs> uh, Mike. Uh, what a weird Super Bowl that was. You mean the halftime show with jock chops on their faces? Listen, Mike, I know you're an alcoholic, but goddamn. <laughs> it was a weird Super Bowl all around. Um, you got to give props to Tampa Bay. Their defense flat out shut down their Kansas City's offense. Down. That's just all there is to it. They shut them down and picked them apart. Shut the receivers down, shut Kelsey down. Oh. Running game was non-existent. They shut Kansas City down. I mean, if that's just all there is to it. Did the preview? I said Tampa secondary and their pass. Tampa secondary, in particular, has to do their job. 
has to do their job. Well, they did their job and beyond. They shut them down. They shut well, down yeah. receivers. And like the pass rushers got them a whole. Did you see the stat? I think you used Stadium pointed mm-hmm. this out that Patrick Mahomes ran a total of 497 yards. Yep. Total. That's crazy. That's now, insane. I don't understand the point of like. Uh, it's not the point. I don't understand why people are just losing their shit and calling Patrick Mahomes not a Super Bowl winning quarterback when he's in his fourth year. He's been to the Super Bowl twice in three years. In three years starting, he's an M- he's a former MVP, and suddenly people are labeling him as like not the like not the chosen one. Like okay, cool. Who's next, and- Trevor Lawrence? Well, exactly, and you know, no disrespect to people out there that's claiming that, but let's be honest. I mean, and and um, Patrick Mahomes may be one of those quarterbacks. Maybe last year was just one of those years. It was their year, and that might be it for him. I don't know, but who knows? Kansas City would be back in the Super Bowl. I, oh, I would imagine. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But freaking out over here saying Patrick Mahomes is this, that, and something else. That's a little taking it a little too far. Now, don't go off to Tom Brady. They Come have flaws. He lost to Tom Brady. He Man, lost to Tom mean, Brady. Who, who beats Tom Brady? Other Eli than Manning. And Nick freaking Foles. Who beats him in the Super Bowl? Nobody. I mean, I would have, but, you know, Malcolm Butler had to happen. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Oh. Well, now, props to Tampa Bay. They, they flat out earned it. Oh, of course. Oh, They flat out earned it. We have lots to get to today, ton of Super Bowl talk, but I wanted to get your thought. I texted you this this morning. <laughs> I literally just got in the car this morning. Turn on the radio, turn on WFAN, and then I heard a rep- and then I li- heard a report that Russell Wilson is frustrated. Yep. And he di- and he didn't rule out a potential trade. Or, well, that's not what he said. He he said, like when we when Boomer Sison, by the way, for 1980 NFL MVP Boomer Sison, uh, part of WFAN, said when he asked Russell Wilson about potential trade rumors, he didn't dispute them. He said it's part of the business. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had time to think. I've had time to think, and decompress. Well, that's good because I can tell this morning you were a little frustrated. I'm glad I was at work. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have thrown something. Pete so, what you come? To, what, what what was your conclusion on this? If the Seahawks trade Wilson, if they do, it clearly shows they want to rebuild because it shows that their roster is either a not good enough or b. They just can't handle Russell Wilson anymore. He's 32 years, about to be 33, making $35 million a year. And he there are glaring holes on this team, despite them being 12-4 and four and a division champion. They're glaring holes. No secret about that. Well, no. Hmm. No secret there. And there are these schmucks that honestly think that, oh, the Seahawks should trade Russell Wilson to the Jets for the number two overall pick. 
I wouldn't. I'm not for it. I'm not against it either. But it'd be a good win now thing for the Jets. But future wise, it'll be a horrible move. Oh, it'll be a horrible move because you're, you're you're investing thirty two million, thirty three million, thirty five million dollars to a thirty three year old quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not a smart decision. No. Mm-mm. But and Russell also. I'm glad he's doing this. He's getting involved in personnel decisions, which you already saw it with the hiring of Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator. But it shows me a couple things. Um, Russ wants to win. Mm-hmm. Now, I say if John Schneider really, like, like, if Russ really wants to win, he should give away some money. Like, give some of his salary to the cap. Structure. He's going to have to restructure his. Contract. He has to. He has to. Like, I, he'd be the first one to call and be mm. like, "Hey, bro, give us ten million dollars minimum of your salary. Turn into cash space." Yep. Tyler Lockett, you too. Bobby Wagner, you also. Jamal Adams, you, you four. Yep. Like, Bobby and Russ in particular, because they're the highest paid players on the team. Well, especially Russ. <laughs> don't forget, Carlos Dunlap is making fourteen and a half million. Wait, that's not right. His caps, his salary cap is fourteen million. That's better. Like, that's a lot of money right there. He's a great. He's been a great player for us, though. He's been awesome. Oh, absolutely. He's been awesome. <clears throat> no, I got the report. You know, I guess he was outspoken about. His frustration about how many times he was sacked this year. Let me get this and straight. rightfully so. Let me get this straight. Russell Wilson is frustrated with the fact that he's getting hit. Mm-hmm. Watch the plays. What does he do more than anyone? Wait, hold on to that dang ball. He holds on the ball too long. Yep. He holds on the fucking ball too long. And you're blaming your offensive lineman? Blame <laughs> yourself, you fucking jackass! <laughs> you got these schmucks over here, like, oh, Russell Wilson, he's so good. Like, but at the same, he, if you actually watch the film, he runs around like a crackhead or with a chicken with his head cut off, and he runs into defensive linemen, clock, clockwork, like clockwork. Now. If Shane Waldron really is going to shift the offense into Russell Wilson being like more of a pocket quarterback, they need the quick offense. They need a quick offense to get this thing rolling because they have the players to do it. They have the players to do it. But it took me a while, but I finally understand what Pete Carroll means by we need to run the football more. Took me a while. Took me a while. My so means are laughing your ass off right now. Mean, does that mean you're a, a Pete Carroll fan now? Are you, has, are you, are you on his bandwagon? Oh, and I'm going to book a flight to Oklahoma real quick. <laughs> no. You guys would be stupid to trade him. Be stupid to trade him. I would. Wow, if that was to happen. Uh, if that were to happen, which that would be stupid to do, if it were to somehow happen, 
I would lose my shit. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. But these schmucks are just like, oh, like, I, I'm at a loss for words. I can't speak. Well, I get that he was frustrated, which, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, like, frustrated. Yeah, and then once you broke the news about him being potentially traded, I'm like, wow, that would be uh... – If Russ is indeed available, is that not the biggest name on the market? Quarterback-wise, it would have to be. Besides... Quarterback-wise, yes. He's easily, well, one of the most successful quarterbacks on the market. If Aaron Rodgers is available, then all bets off. But and then again, he's a thir- he's a, now a three-time MVP. Mm-hmm. So, huh? But question is, what would be the asking price if the Jets were to call? Easily, easily ask for the second pick. Easily. You would have to do that for you sure. You would have to. There's no other. The, the Seahawks would have to. The, here's the tricky part here. Russell Wilson, like Deshaun Watson, has a no trade clause. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets tricky. Now, I'm not going to lose my shit again, but I'm also drinking, so there, so bear with me here. You're good. On a Tuesday. I'm drinking on a Tuesday. Blame Pete Carroll, dude. Blame Pete Carroll. Blame a whole lot of shit. <laughs> right. A whole lot of shit. <laughs> However, since we are getting this back on YouTube, my beard looks terrific. It looks terrific. Again. It does. It does. Thank the beard mom for that. Viking Revolution, a play a company we are not sponsored by. <laughs> Never know, dude. Reach out to him. It may happen. Oh, eventually. Eventually. Who knows? But it's getting there. It's getting there. I, I look like a like a renegade of some kind. It looks terrific. Yeah, it, it really does. Yeah. For those of you who are uh, who are listening to us via Unhinged Sports Network and wherever you get your podcast, picture my beard like Brad Pitt or Tom Hardy. Better example, Tom yeah. Hardy. Be- better example would be Tom Hardy's beard. Because it looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. But, like, Mike is a good goatee, though. Mike is a good goatee. Just getting there. I'm I'm glad I have it because this week's going to be cold and crap outside. Oh, yeah. We you got- know it's going gonna, gonna to be, like, minus 31 here on Sunday? Move here. Windshield. It's gonna be windshield? Yes. That's minus nuts. 31. I don't ever – I know I'm young, but not that young. Do but... you recall the last time it was that cold over there? That has to go way back. They said, well, the, we won't be above freezing until the, I think they said the 19th or 18th of this month, which will break a streak of 70 years. That's nuts. Today was only 17. That's crazy. <laughs> it's insane, cold, man. Perks in the desert. Perks are being in the desert. For real, man. The middle of bumfuck nowhere, that's for sure. Nah, going back though, sorry, um, you guys, I would, no offense if the Jets would want to trade him, man, I would ask everything, anything the Jets would give up. I would ask everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah. Everything. I would ask everything in the fridge for if the Jets were to trade for Russell Wilson. I'd be like, okay, 
give me the second pick, the 23rd pick, your first round pick next year, Quinn and Williams, and a fourth, and a third or a fourth this year. Oh, yeah. I'd be just draining them. I would be Mike Ditka. I would be, I would trade my entire draft class for Ricky Williams. Mm-hmm. Mouse is in the way. That's weird. I don't know if that's, I don't know if the recording is going to pick that up. I have no idea. But if it does, it's fantastic. <laughs> it would just be a giant hand over your over your eye. Yeah, I'd be all right. The, the mouse over your eye, just be like, nah. Yeah. Which is cool. cool, but uh, I, I don't know where where to go. I don't see it happening, but I would. I mean, don't get me wrong. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback we've ever had, but he's also a drama queen. If you look at it, Mister Unlimited. I mean, you knew this was going downhill the second he married Sierra. Well, of course. <laughs> That's gonna happen. <laughs> I couldn't tell you when the last time she sang anything was. 2010. So obviously she's. Uh, I'm guessing she's in retirement mode. I think she's in her. Th- I think she's close to 40. But she looks great, though. Oh yeah, I'm not knocking her. Just... I'm not denying that she's no. gorgeous. Well, Shakira and J-Lo looks good, too. J-Lo? Yeah. I think it's hilarious J-Lo decides not to marry A-Rod. Huh? Did you know that they were engaged? I knew they were engaged. Yeah, they're not getting married after all. They're not getting married after all? Mm-mm. Fucking slut. Probably realized that steroids cause wheat, you know, the whole shebang. She probably realized people that take steroids, they're below the half is probably smaller than what should be. <laughs> oh, God, Mike. Here I was like, here you go. Wajam! And she's like, ah, runs away. Uh, Spring training, which, by the way, starts soon. Yes, baseball. I'm so glad. Oh, I fantastic. Delicious baseball. Delicious oh, no. baseball. I can't wait. I can't wait. I literally can't wait. Oh, I can't either. I'm excited for the Yankees. I'm excited for the Mets. I'm just like, oh, inject this into my veins. Even what Trevor Bauer did was, was pretty cool and kind of sucked at the same time. What a dick. What a dick. See him sign that hat? And not I even saw that. It. I was like, what that a tool. He's such a tool. <laughs> But at the same time, I don't blame him because I would have done the exact same thing. Dude, who can – I mean, no offense to the Mets or any – or the Yankees for that matter, but who can turn down L.A.? A lot of fucking people. I mean, I personally wouldn't go There exists there. a team called the Angels. Keep in mind here. Well, they're in Anaheim, so it doesn't count. Even though they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is stupid. Which is such a – they need to change that. Baseball needs to change it. The Anaheim Angels, just I, I will always call them the Anaheim Angels. I was always called them that. Well, that's what they are. That's what they are. The Anaheim Angels, that's it. I mean, you're not going to keep calling them the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. You're not just going to do that. No. Like the Anaheim Ducks. Still, I ain't going to lie, though. Should Dodgers be two-time champions. Is stacked. Should be two-time champions if 2003 didn't happen. And Marty Brodeur went God mode in the 0-3 final. 
Okay. You swept the you swept the Ducks in that series, right? Mm-hmm. I was that's right. You did. You did. You swept the Ducks in 03. The Marty Berger is the greatest of all time, right there. He, he's he's if not the he's if not the, the best goal he's if he's not the best goaltender, he's second best behind oh. Dominic Hasek or Patrick Waugh. You could, oh god, we need to get Kim on here. We need to get Kim back on here so we could so we could talk some hockey with her. Patrick Waugh. Oh, Patrick Waugh, what a dick he was to Montreal. Then again, the Canadians did to himself. To the, to well, himself. the Canadians deserved it though. Yeah, the Canadians deserved it. But uh, since we're uh, record, since this is going to be posted on a Friday, uh, and as you know, BS Sessions Volume Thirteen will be with Hong Lam of the Defining Moments Podcast. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. We'll we'll hear a story, and I will review re- reveal. Excuse me the next guest for BS Sessions Volume 14 in the near future. And I hope, I hope to God, it is the Smut Girls. I hope to God. Good luck, dude. I hope to God, because those two are hysterical. Yes, they are. Like, I listen to the podcast. If I'm not driving during work, it's usually at least every other day. I'll pick one of those episodes and just listen to them. But uh, no joke, uh, BS Sessions Volume 14, I will announce the guest on Twitter and Instagram uh, sometime in the near future, but hopefully before this is posted, uh, or sometime after after Volume 13 is posted, I will review the next guest for Volume 14. Dude, you're going to like Hong, trust me. Oh, I can already li- I already like him. I yeah, already like him. Yeah, he's, I already he's- like the guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's a cool guy. Cool, cool guy. He is. He's really cool. All right. Let's transition to the next segment, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, guys? I got some questions for you all. What do you guys think of play-by-play? How about play-by-play from your favorite teams? Don't you wish you could do it yourself sometimes? Ask those questions no more with the new ColorCast app. The Unhinged Sports Network have recently partnered up with ColorCast to bring you some great play-by-play coverage from the likes of yours truly from Time to BS Podcast, as well as fellow Unhinged shows like the Far End of the Bench and the Air Raid Attack Podcast. Download the ColorCast app today on iOS and listen to some of the best fan play-by-play in the business. That's ColorCast. Download it today. It's time to BS. It's not one of my uh, my proudest moments. That's for and sure. And you paid the price this Sunday for it. You paid the piper. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh thank you, Karma. The Church Karma's, of Josh Allen. Kar- the yes, the Church of Josh Allen. The Church of Josh Allen. LG sins against you. Yes, the Church of Josh Allen is, is not pleased with me right now. A U Stadium podcast. Joining us here, well, joining me for uh, some Super Bowl talk, uh, Zach of the Gridiron Gallery podcast. I'm sipping on a uh, Arnold Palmer uh, spiked. Ah, that good drink of choice. Yeah, I the would beer not mind well. that one. For the beer stein as well. Uh, what's up, dude? How you doing? I'm good. I am doing excellent so far. Uh, you know, still kind of, kind of thinking over the process of how Super Bowl Fifty Five went, but you know, 
it, it, it came and went. It happened. Did you, you pick know, the that, Chiefs? That's all I can really say. <laughs> did you pick the Chiefs and lose money? I, I, well, I didn't, I'm not really a betting man, but I did pick the Chiefs in my, in my analysis. I just didn't see the game going into a blowout. I, I, I understood if the Bucks were to pull it off, but I didn't see this game going into a, you know, a non-contest. No, I thought it would be I, – I picked Tampa to win 35-31. I couldn't go against Brady, but I also couldn't go against that pass rush. And, yeah. that, and the fact that both starting Chiefs tackles were out of that game – Made it so easy to pick Tampa. That that was the one X factor I, if, that I said. If it was going to come down to it, it would be how good that backup line is. Yeah. But even for a backup line, I thought that was an embarrassing effort for an for an NFL player. Uh, yeah, it was bad. I mean, four man rush constantly. Uh, PFF came out today as of the recording we're having, saying that on fifty five percent of Patrick Mahomes' dropbacks, he was pressured. So, uh, I, I get an NFL record, right? Uh, it's it's pretty it up there for a Super Bowl. I know he ran. I know they also tracked that that he had ran for like almost 500 yards. 497 yards. Yes, on scramble. Crazy. <laughs> on scramble. Crazy shit. Unreal. But I will, But Tampa was just mauling them. Like Absolutely. I was. I was at watch that game, and I I was reading the defenses the whole time. I said Tampa's daring them to throw deep. Yes, Tampa are. was daring the Chiefs to throw deep, and they couldn't. The Chiefs could not throw deep. And the Bucks took away the Chiefs' biggest weapon, and that was going deep. They got the quick game going a little bit, but still, like, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. And it's crazy. I, 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 could, not, I could not applaud enough Todd Bowles for the game plan yep. he implemented. And, and and the thing is, it played into his favor too, yep. because Bowles is more of a blitzer. Now they did blitz every now and then in this contest, but he almost blitzes half the time in most of these contests. He is notorious for blitzing often and frequent enough in yep. games. And they didn't have to do much because that front four was dominating that backup yeah. line the entire time. And if you're getting pressure with the front four, you don't need to worry too much. You can put Lante yep. David and Devin White back there protecting the middle all day. And then they set two safeties back for pretty much the entire contest. Like you're yeah. saying, dare them throw it deep, but they can't because you can't throw deep with two cover safety like that. You can't. You with absolutely a Tampa can't. Two. <laughs> and I told, I told my co I told Mike and uh, John, my co-host this, um, if the defensive backs of Tampa do their job and cover the Chiefs playmakers like they should, Tampa's got this. Because that the Chiefs defense is suspect. They're questionable at best, despite them being ranked 16th in the NFL. I didn't buy that one second. Yeah. But I, I couldn't go against Tom Brady. I learned that the hard way twice. Um, obviously most infamous Seattle. And then I picked the Falcons in 51 mm. and that didn't go so well, but I, I did pick the Patriots over Philadelphia, but I was rooting for the Eagles in that game because I had to, had to of give, course. had to give Philadelphia some love, had to give Philadelphia some love, but it's, Kansas City just could not do anything. They just couldn't do anything. Mm-mm. Nothing. Absolutely no. nothing. And to hold, what was it, the eighth highest scoring team in NFL history, I think, 
They're one of the highest scoring teams since the greatest show on turf. Yeah. Over a three-year stretch, I think the greatest show on turf has only scored more points than them. And Brady's beaten both of these teams. And Brady has beaten them twice. But the whole but for Tampa's defense, that was unbelievable. Like that was that was as good of a defensive in a Super Bowl, like since probably Super Bowl fifty. Oh, it you was a massacre! That. It was a massacre. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do anything. Now, yeah. um, I want to get your thoughts on one Russell Wilson trade rumors. Oh yes, I didn't. Did you hear about this at all? I I only heard about this uh, as of today while we're talking. Um, because it just seemed like, it just seemed like it piled on, you know, I'm knowing Twitter, you get like every one or so account. That's like, they'll be like, Oh, there's a rumor here that Wilson's like moving somewhere. Like he wants to go out, you know, I literally got, so I got in my car to go to work at around seven 30 this morning. I put on WFAN, uh, listen to Boomer and Geo in the morning, on the morning radio, not even five minutes into my drive. Did you hear about this? Russell Wilson potentially could be on the move. I'm like, well, knowing you, that's about the proper reaction. It was doing all right there. <laughs> I already vented to Mike. Okay. So you're welcome to vent to me. Okay. I, so I have a tolerance. I want to under- so. understand this. I'm not for it. I'm not against it either. Okay. The reason why he's going on 33 and he's got two years left on his contract at 70 million. That contract's going to go up. Yeah. Now, unless if you could pull the Tom Brady route and make him, let's say, take $10 million out of his salary and turn it to cap space, he's probably not going to be on the team for long. Who knows? It's a tough business. It's a tough decision. The tricky part is that he's go- the cap is going down. And they traded two firsts for Jamal Adams. They have no leverage in that whatsoever. Now, I read something from Evan Hill, who uh, is a very good salary cap aficionado, formerly of a, of a over-the-cap. And he's a fucking genius when it comes to this. The only conceivable way they could increase their cap situation, which is currently at seven and a half million, uh, is sign extensions to Tyre Lockett, Jamal Adams, potentially Dwayne Brown, which might not happen because he's 35. But who knows? Andrew Whitworth's playing at 40, so who knows? But my vote is take the Patriots route. Cut salary. With everyone. Okay. Now that, that now you could do that. Um, I mean, it's not often that it's pulled off correctly around the NFL. That's right. that's the thing. Correct. You know, here here's what here's what I've been curious about is that he he said two things. That I think you know, if you're a Seattle fan, you're like, okay, duh, and and uh, you know, one of them is I'm being hit too much, and I'm going. Okay, he has been hit too much in his career. Almost 500 uh, times. You know, part, partially his lack of offensive line depth that seems to always 
that seems to be following the Seattle Seahawks like a plague. And then, but also, here's my point here. Some of it is his fault. That, th- that was the other point I was going to say. Some of it is his fault. He scrambles into sacks at times. That, that Thank is the thing you. He does. He, it's not always that he gets in this poor situation. No one listens to me. <laughs> no, no one I mean, this, listens to me. This is a thing he does. I watch some of these games you do. He runs. Sometimes he straightforward. gets Straightforward. Straightforward. Mm-hmm. I saw this. I was watching clips from the Giants from the Giant Seahawks game, and he's literally standing in the pocket. He rolls to his left, runs immediately into Leonard Williams. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> those are the frustrating plays for Wilson. But then you get, of course, the ones where you know he breaks a tackle or two, gets out of the pocket, throws a thirty or forty yard pass to a wide open Tyler Lockett or like David Moore. Oh my God. And then, you know, everyone goes crazy, but that's the he's place such an for. infuriating quarterback at times. Love him, but he's infuriating. He really is. I, I want, I wonder what you think of this. His other part of these rumors was, or at least that he was talking on Dan Patrick was, uh, was about, I want more control of the personnel decisions. That never yeah. goes well. I mean, I mean, I don't know if that goes the well. The last but... time he had personnel decisions, we signed Greg Olson. How did that turn out? Well, not what you expected. That's all. How I did that say. turn out, my friend? Not so well. Past the prime. That's how I look at it. Injuries as well. That's Greg Olson's back half of his career. Too many injuries. Too many injuries. Stay on the field. Retired was nothing but the best, but absolutely he should have retired a couple years ago. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I. Well, but yeah, I. I uh, it's the hits, you know, that part kills me because I agree with like Seattle fans like yourself, you know, it's not always the lines have been bad. You know, Pete yeah. Carroll, the staff he has, they deserve crap for not building a consistent offensive line, but the guy does run into sacks. So you have to get these come from behind 50/50. scenarios or things like that. You know, um, 50/50 split. I don't know. I, my biggest question from here is if you're trading for Wilson, what does the package look like compared to say a Deshaun Watson? Call the Jets. Call the Jets right away? Immediately. Ask him everything, including the kitchen sink for Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. I would immediately ask for the second pick, Quinn and Williams, 23rd pick, and two extra first-round picks. I would include the Hawks' second first-round pick from next year and the Jets' first-round pick in 23. Now, how about here's a, here's a thought I have. What if, in some way, and I I could see this playing out this way, similar to what we saw with the Stafford trade. How? What if you get Darnold moved to Seattle in a stable I'm not system? For it, I'm not against it because Seattle. If you look at their weird history, they've actually developed quarterbacks quite nicely. Jim Zorn, Dave Craig. Warren Moon, granted his later years, Kentna, Hasselbeck, the most notable one, yep. along with Wilson. Well, Hasselbeck not as mo- has more notable as Wilson because one's a Hall of Famer. The other one's a perennial pro bowler. Mm-hmm. Still, good quarterback nonetheless. But they've had some weird histories with quarterbacks to where they can develop them. They can. It's weird, but they can. So... Option two, call the Dolphins and say, hey, what you offering? <laughs> that Knowing the be, Dolphins, they would definitely screw this up. That would be potentially a very rich package 
you'd be maybe mimicking, mimicking the – you'd probably be mimicking the golf Stafford trade and sense of QB switches, but I feel like more assets are flipping hands at that point. Yeah. Just for what you're dealing with. Option two would be the Dolphins. But it's Sierra. You know how the life goes. Well, if it's Miami – you know that's good that's, for her though but like, that's nice celebrity territory you know that's kind of what they're like anymore yes so and I mean, they got a good team they got a gr- really good team coming their way mm-hmm. they they do have a good team coming their way um did you see that the eagles and bears could potentially swap quarterbacks get out of here i <laughs> I, 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 I i'm i'm you know what i've been talking i've been talking with will on my other show beyond the press box and we just think it's too rich of a deal. That that is a desperation play. Oh, um, and I I know that fans, I know Bears fans like myself. We don't want Nick Foles. You know, we right. know Nick Foles is not. This isn't M, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles leading us to the promised land. And this isn't. It's not going to work. So we get it. But I think it's desperate to basically say Carson Wentz will be an instant fix, and we can offload Foles, and we're rid of him, and that's a big win. The I'm like, okay, he's what contract i mean his contract yeah but no come on when's his contract that well that both of them their contract if we're if we're being honest man i mean yeah that's true nick uh, here's here's the thing that i understand and that's been talked about the whole stipulation on nick Foles this coming year is if he's supposed to be the starter or not he's talked about opting out and they have a potential opt-out if he's not the starter come training camp of this year so if you dread i don't know to me like, to, here's the deal with Carson Wentz. The Eagles don't have a leg to stand on with Carson Wentz. These markets overinflated, and people are bidding too fast. And so, supposedly, you know, Schefter said we're supposed to be hearing a deal. I know it's only Tuesday, but if I'm the Bears or the Colts or the Broncos or whoever the hell's looking at them, I just let the Eagles sweat. The longer Howie Roseman has to sit there with Carson Wentz tapping his toes, figuring out when that's going to pull the trigger, who is going to ever show their hand in poker first. Yep. The more he, the more he costs that team, not only in uncertainty, but in money. The smartest you got to trade him in March. The smartest mm-hmm. thing you can do is trade Foles to Indianapolis. I, I think that's it would the work. best thing for you and the best thing for Foles. Because mm-hmm. great offensive line, you have a system that works with him. Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Yep, you have it screams Indianapolis, and you would see what happens with Trubisky or let him walk to let's say Washington, and you have a first round pick this year. The quarterback class is scary deep in the first round. Mm-hmm. You have six guys that could potentially go in the first round of quarterback. Oh, yes. Five or six, depending on what happens with Trask or Jones. or. Well, and hell, the Bears are one of those guys that are waiting potentially to be that late late first, early second type of QB choice. Exactly. That's the other option we got. You have a ton of quarterbacks at your disposal. It's not like, oh, let's last resort be Cam Newton. I mean, it would have been a choice last year, but, you know, that didn't play out. So. It would have been perfect for Chicago, let's be clear. Quite, quite frankly, if you look back at the, how this played out with Foles, Cam Newton overall would have been a better choice because of the fact he is cheaper and he also would have been easier to get move on from at the end of the season and you had a clear Correct. slate. Correct. I know that – I know he didn't work out like people wanted, but, you know, 
hindsight's twenty twenty. But if you look at the season ended with New England and how Chicago went either way, I mean, I think the Cam Newton choice would have been better just overall for the Bears yeah. to end the year for how yeah. mediocre it was in my eyes. So, yeah, you know, but, I mean, you're not stuck with a contract. Sure, you don't have to give up your picks. You're not stuck with Cleo Max contract. Yeah. How well, bad that, does that look now? How bad does Max contract look? I don't know. I – I'm overall still sold and I, and like cool Mac for what he's done. Um, I just look at the production in sense of, you know, I'm expecting a guy that's consistently 10 plus sacks every year. Um, that's supposed to be, um, you know, he's a record in his own right with pressures. Like you want to talk about pressures, pro football focus gives him tons of credit. He's a great run stopper, but you know, myself, I expect him to be in the backfield and in the most crucial moments with the top games yeah. in mind. And that didn't really seem to happen this year. So, yeah. you know, that's what sticks out to me. Although Robert Quinn's more of a to blame. That money was wasted. Yeah. There. Oh, God. And that, that is a mammoth oh, contract God. that gets that started this year. Yeah. Do you blame Pace? How, how much is, how much oh, of the blame man. goes to Ryan Pace? Or how much yeah, it just, go, just goes to Quinn? Well, it's got to be. Part of it does, go, I think, goes on Ryan. Uh, I mean, Quinn played himself into that with what he did in Dallas. He rejuvenated his – he rejuvenated his stock in Dallas for recording 11 and a half sacks with a limited pass rush rotation he had. Because apparently the way the Chicago Bears used Quinn was how the Dallas Cowboys used him, where they only used him on a certain percentage of snaps to keep him fresh, thus allowing him to get more pressure. Problem is, he only got two sacks. So considering he made a base salary last year of $3 million, $1 million and a half a sack is what you got out of him and a few tackles. So not worth your money. Uh, so it's got to come back on the GM because they could have saved that money and invested it somewhere else. Like say, you know, uh, an Allen Robinson who's going to probably be yeah. leaving town because they cheated, cheated, they cheaped him on his value, which is ridiculous in my eyes. Yeah. He's, he's nope. one of the better receivers in football that nobody talks about. Yeah. I mean, they could franchise tag him, but that'll just piss him off. And I yeah. don't think you want to do that. You know, it, no. They had every opportunity to fix that, and they used the money on defense, which, you know, it's their bread and butter, but it didn't pay off, and it's just it's yeah, it's not it's still sliding. <laughs> it's funny, like whole like I said, the whole Cam Newton situation thing. Going back and looking at Nick Foles, you know, season's a weird anomaly for the Bears is all, uh, but they're one of those people in the market for a quarterback, you know. Um, it's weird. I don't think they're like a. They're not going to be in the market for Russell Wilson or Deshaun no. Watson because it's too expensive. So no, but this no. quarterback roller coaster is going to be nuts. You think Derek Carr leaves town? No, no, no. They wouldn't be stupid to do that. Okay. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is more likely to leave San Francisco and go to New England. Okay. Than Carr is to leave the Raiders because. Hmm. Let's be honest here. Would you trade Derek Carr for Carson Wentz? No, exactly. For for what he has produced, what Carson, okay, Derek Carr, at least in the last three seasons, has four thousand yards passing, and somehow gets disrespected by Gruden behind his back. I think he's. I think in over two years, he's had like fifty something touchdown passes to fourteen interceptions and over eight thousand yards. That's a guy. It's crazy. It's he's one of the he's he's one of those guys that like no one talks about. It's like oh. Don't mind me just flicking a ball 4,000 yards like nothing. It's like yeah. nothing. But I think Garoppolo goes back to the Patriots, which is 
probably could, could have happened. Um, I think if you're San Francisco, you either trade for Sam Darnold, you either start fresh with a rookie with a rookie quarterback, or you or you go after Sam or option three, Josh Rosen. Yeah, if he if he can get a solid situation, he's in San Francisco right now. Yes, he, he is. is in San Francisco, so he that is. helps him. It helps him a lot. Um, or Matt Ryan is potentially on the table. That's another thing. How is Matt Ryan available? Well, that just, that just came up today, too. He's really yeah. good. That He's, just came up. Weirdly, weirdly, the Falcons are just like, nope. Fourth pick in the draft. Nope, we're going to rebuild. I That's you all I can the think background, of. Is, by the way? What's that? Do you hear my friend in the background, by the way? He's... No, I didn't hear him. Oh, now I do. Yeah. Stop clicking buttons. <laughs> He's drinking a little bit. And it's fine. It's fine. Awful. Oh God. You're it's just rec- a. It's just a Tuesday night. <laughs> you're record. You're being recorded, by the way. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Go back to your twisted. Go back to your Arnold Palmer. Your fucking speaker doesn't work. What'd you click? I didn't click shit. Awful. I was watching a TikTok. And in some magical way, watching first 48, and now this. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The fuck? Uh, what, you... what the fuck? Stop pressing buttons. <laughs> you see? Because you unplugged something, probably. I was on the couch watching a hot chick with big right, titties. shut up. All right, shut up. I'll fix it. I'll fix it later. I'll fix it later. This All is right. First forty-eight. I will fix it later. All right. I'll watch TikTok. Thank you. Christ. You know it's on YouTube, right? What? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is on YouTube. Moving on. <laughs> yes, that is my friend Sean. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. What do you think a podcast is? Hey, he thinks it's something. <laughs> Open the door. Open the door. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I'm to be as podcast. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. Oh man, that, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Oh, I think I'm gonna end this segment on that. That was too fucking funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. Hi guys, it's Dan. Time to be as podcast in the Unhinged Sports Network. I've recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV, you might ask? Well, here's the thing. Fubo TV brings you hundreds upon hundreds of channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and many more, without the hassle of a cable contract. Don't believe me? Click the link in the description now and start your seven-day free trial today. It's time to BS. Hey Mike. 
Yes, sir. I had a question for you. Go ahead, Dan. Did you know that Rob Van Dam's wife is a porn star? I don't know that. <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> and what's her name? A U Stadium podcast. Shit. Welcome, friends. Oh, for the love of God. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, John is here. I am here. Why is your camera off? We're on YouTube, you piece of shit. <laughs> because my Wi-Fi was doing a stupid thing. Oh, your Wi-Fi is doing shit? All right. Yeah, my router does not like to cooperate with me. I un- I understand that. I am the same. So now we're on the nice old LTE. That's good. That's good. Oh, John, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Oh, my beard is looking good, though. Both our beards are looking good. You know, I need... I think we discussed this last show, uh, where we just need beard stuff. I, it's itching, though. It's my problem. Mine is itching. Mine is always immaculate. I don't know how, because I do, like, the grossest shit. You know what you need? You need a beard comb and a beard brush. I yeah, can send I you link. I can send you a link to those. On All right. They're, like, really cheap. Um, they're, it's Viking Revolution. It's a really cool company. Um, I'm trying to find way. I'm scratching my knee. It's itching like crazy. But uh, post-Super Bowl week. What a shit show. <laughs> what a shit show. That's what happens when your team goes into a game overconfident, thinks your shit don't stink, thinks you're just going to have to show up and you're going to win. All right. I got another one for you. Name a play in that Super Bowl where the Chiefs had two tight ends, a fullback, three tight ends, Name a play. You're asking me about formations they don't really run. Exactly. They were in scat protection, which is where you don't have a tight end on on the offensive line, but you have the sh- – what the hell are you drinking? <laughs> is that Oklahoma cup filled with Dr. Pepper? <laughs> um, there's something else in there. Hey, you drinking alcohol too, my friend? <laughs> Dr. Pepper Dr. Pepper and Wild Turkey. Nice. Nice. I I'm out of whiskey. I'm out of whiskey, sadly. Mm. Oh. This sucks. This sucks ass. Yeah, I needed some after last night. Oh, is that bad? I did a garage clean out in the dark with um no light in the garage. I would have lost my shit. <laughs> I would have lost my shit, but straight back, wood. Back to the Super Bowl, my friend. Um, that was just bad. Like I, I told, I texted you during the game. Tampa is picking the Bucks apart. Yeah, Kansas City didn't come to play. No, Tampa came to play. Tampa, Tampa knew exactly how to beat the Chiefs. And that reminded me of Seattle, Denver. Not as bad though. Not as bad, but a similar situation where it was a high-powered offense who thought that they were just going to show up and win and then didn't come to play. 
defense came to play. That's what happens. From the first snap of that Super Bowl. You could tell. With Broncos and Seahawks, that game was over. I knew the game was over as soon as it started. Because the Seahawks crowd was just – they were getting to Denver's head. They were getting to their heads. But as soon as that safety, it was over. As soon as that safety, it was over. But – yeah. Uh, it, it felt it felt similar to that game. It felt similar to Super Bowl Fifty, where the Broncos were just manhandling Carolina, manhandling the, the Panthers. And Mike could speak to this also. Like that was very close to Super Bowl Fifty, not as dominant as that Denver defense, but they shut down Kansas City. What were what is Kansas City like? I think the Chiefs are the, the second team in NFL history. To have three consecutive 500 point seasons, I think they're the only. Te- I think they're the only other team to do that. Is the greatest show on turf. Defense still wins championships. Defense wins championships. People don't fucking understand that. People still don't understand that. People are like, oh, Kansas City's going to win the game easily. T- Tampa can't get to Patrick Mahomes. Meanwhile, yeah. See, I thought they would win, but on the contingent of the Spagnolo defense showing up against Brady, but that did not happen. So it was over. Oh, you Giants bias. <laughs> yeah, but the truth is, that's how they beat that's them both times. That's how the, that's how the, the that's Giants... That's the reality. The, the, the Patriots, yeah. That was yeah, it. Yeah, you could point to like the highlight plays or whatever for those games, but, but yeah. it really comes down to it. It was that defense, the Brian Giants Brady. got to Brady. That's how they were able to beat the Giants twice. They got to Brady, and they just stuffed them twice. Yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs were unable to do that. The Chiefs could not do that. Now, a big problem is Chris Jones, Frank Clark, great players, great players. They couldn't do shit. Yeah. Could not do anything. Could not do anything. And also what you think with the Giants, though, had the personnel suited for attacking Brady. Yeah, they had the personnel. They had, like, four great pass rushers. Yeah. Well, they had, they had a defense that was built to do that. Well, they have human Euro talk. Uh, Strahan. Strahan. Uh, who else? And then Matthias Kiwanuka. Yeah, Matthias Kiwanuka was there. And then, like, I know that we had some linebackers. Yeah, you had some good backers, too. Yeah. You had some really good linebackers. Um, yeah, the more important thing was the defense played as a unit. Yeah, the defense played – to their potential, rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, the Kansas City defense in the Super Bowl, it was just a bunch of guys out there doing their own thing. Yep. But I, I, I spoke about this with Zach on the previous segment. Um, I think there was a stat out there that Patrick Mahomes ran for almost 500 yards in that entire game, scrambling. That's crazy. But I don't understand why people think that, oh, Patrick Mahomes did such a good job in that game. It's like, no, he fucking didn't. No, he didn't. From what I saw, I saw a quarterback under pressure who collapsed. Who could do shit. Under pr- who could do shit. The Bucks got pressure on Mahomes and he fell apart. Picked, yeah, he fell apart, rightfully so. And I don't understand the whole understanding of, you know, it's one bad game. Mahomes will... Mahomes will bounce back. I don't know. That's the thing. What if this game is proof that you can figure out the Chiefs? What if that game is proof? Like, 
I don't know, but yeah, I think you. I think the Buccaneers had the personnel suited to the Buccaneers have, the have a game plan to attack control, that. Yeah, the yeah there's teams in the AFC that do not. So we're going to see the Chiefs oh. in the postseason year in year out. I mean, however, as for Super Bowl contending, I think Super Bowl teams use teams that make it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC usually have pretty strong defenses. Yeah, they do. Chicago, Green, not Green Bay, San Francisco. Seattle, and there's going to be Miami. some good defenses in the AFC that he's going to have to contend with for years. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. That's probably the only one. That's probably it. I think. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. Off topic, plenty of fish. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the poom poom. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> YouTube's gonna pick that up, but uh, <laughs> everyone else on Spotify and podcast apps, you won't get that. But yeah, my phone has been buzzing like crazy. Rightfully so. But hockey. What a good season so far, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Because Islanders, and as we're recording this, we're about 20 minutes away from Islanders and Penguins uh, on the 10th anniversary of Fight Night. One of my all-time favorite games. Well, for those of you who do not know hockey, Fight Night is a very infamous time uh, for the NHL. Because I think it was around that time where the NHL started to crack down on fighting. Yeah, I, I feel like that game and then that Ranger Devil brawl where the guy's face yeah, looked like a hamburger. Yeah, yeah like those two events kind of, I think, got the NHL to start cracking things down because so, both of them were major games. Fight night was, a, I think, a 9-2 to two victory for the Islanders in that game. It was a beat I, I think the Pens scored a few more goals, no, but like, I remember there was no defense played. Or twice. I mean, the Penguins, I mean, let's, this comes to There was show. no Malkin, no Crosby. But still, the Penguins pretty much dressed a bunch of goons for that game because they had Talbot. no reason except to fight. And Max Talbot, <laughs> yeah, who may as well have been in that game. Yeah, and it got his ass kicked by Michael Haley. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Islanders, to be fair, did the same thing for that game. That game was everyone knew what it was going to be. Yeah, I texted you this. That's the fifth most penalty minutes in NHL history in one game. Yeah. Well, but look at the lineups the Isles and Pens rolled oh, out for nuts. that game. I remember like, that. You don't see the NHL coaches today rolling out lineups like that. I mean, Barry Trotz is probably the only one that could do that. Yeah. Because he does that on a routinely basis with Leo fucking Komarov. Yeah, the, the, the lineup that they both rolled out for those games and what the skaters nuts. they dressed. Nuts. Both teams called up players for that night. Yeah, it was great. And it was in Nassau Coliseum, which makes it better. Yeah, and I remember it being billed as a fight. Yeah, and how are the Rangers because doing? I've lost track. How are the Rangers doing? They've, they're starting to play a little bit better, but the same issues can be on defense. I yeah. love that kid, Andre Miller, though. Oh, yeah, he's got a shot. That kid. He's got a shot. Yeah, no, that's the big defenseman for shot I've wanted them to get for years. Is he like six four? Yeah, he's huge. Built for this, and it gets even better. So, 
I think the Islanders right now have 12 points. I'm looking right now. Um, where is it? So if we're going to go to the standings, the Rangers have 11 points. The Islanders are 12. Yep. And the Islanders are fourth in the East in the East Division. So yeah. our division is like a whole shit show right now. Oh, my now. God. Jer- New Jersey's starting to play decent. You know, everyone's just going to take each other out. Everyone's going to be forward. fist fight. It's going to be fist fights. No, that would be a great scenario if towards the end of the season, like, there's only, like, one team who's out. Watch the Sabres. Watch the Sabres somehow win this division. I will laugh. Win the division by, like, one point. That's like, yeah, by, like, half a point. <laughs> Actually, whoever wins this division is going to probably win it in, like, a tiebreaker or something. I, I, it's, it's so close, too, because you get Boston, who's in the league of their own, at 20 points. Uh, they also currently are second in the league in terms of points behind Toronto, which is strange. Uh, Philadelphia is 18. Washington is 15, as we're – as we're recording this, by the way. So, this is something. Yeah, I know after they had that, it kind of drops and everyone's like. Yeah, and then there's the Islanders who've who been in close games. Yeah. Like, they, they had a 3 nothing lead over Washington and then just got shellacked 6-3. to three. Like, absolutely fucking destroyed. But. Well, I've seen Washington do that so many times over the years that you, know you can't really you know read it. Shock, you know what two shocking teams that are in this race right here? Chicago and Florida. Well, Florida is probably Bob. undefeated at one point. Pull up Bob's stats. So, yeah, I'm, Sergey Bobrovsky, I'm looking them up right now. Yeah, for this year. Yeah. Because that, that could be my only explanation really for that. So, Sergey Bobrovsky, where is it? I'm trying to find it. All splits. I can't. Oh, there's goaltending. Jesus Christmas. What the? I'm reading this right, correct? Okay. That's bad. But this year? I think it's like a 931 save percentage. Oh. That's crazy. Look, you know when he's oh, on bad. his game, that's he bad, carries teams. He's got 3.4 goals against average. It's not good. Okay. But he's, then if they're winning games with that, that means that they're just scoring over their head. Yeah, they're just scoring like fucking crazy. That's, yeah, and that's, like un, that's an unsustainable rate of scoring. Yeah, they're scoring like – Patrick Horquist is on the – what did I miss? Yeah, they're scoring like a bunch of – I mean, there are – one, two, three, four. There are five guys with three goals. And you see it all the time, like, where some, a mediocre team will have, like, a hot start with like, yeah, a most offensive goals. output. Orquist is six. Barkov is four. Herberto is four. Eggblood has three. It's unsustainable. Yeah. Also, uh... They're scoring at the rate of, like, the Edmonton of the 80s Oilers. Yeah. Tampa Bay, 19 points, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks. Where's Chicago come from? Where did the Blackhawks come from? That just confuses me. Uh, who else? Yeah. Montreal. 
That's a yeah, good that one is the one that shocks me. Yeah, the, I think Chicago's more shocking than Montreal. Because Montreal, I thought they'd be good, but I thought they'd be decent, but not as good. Yeah. I feel like Montreal every few years has a season where everyone thinks, okay, they might be back, but then it ends up in the playoffs being the same old Habs. Vancouver. Look at the Canucks. You know, they need to, like, make some staff changes. If yeah, they have, to. they have to. And, like, I'm talking Jim Benning. Yes, Jim Benning must go. Jim Benning has got to go. Like, you're talking about training Brock Besser? I mean, it's, it's his fault in the first place. Yeah. He signed those bad contracts. Jim Benning must go. Winnipeg, Patrick White. God. That was a stupid trade. I'm sorry. It was bad. It was just bad. That was just really bad. And then... Colorado. Yeah, not, not as bad as giving up Derek Stefan for nothing. Car, Colorado, not that bad. They're, they're there. That's expected. Arizona's looking good. Uh, who else? Who else? Calgary, they're just there. Detroit, as expected, sucks. Ottawa sucks really bad. Like, historically bad. I knew that Matt Murray's signing wasn't going to work. Yeah, because they don't have a fucking defense. Matt Murray was not going to stop. Yeah. Nashville. Well, Nashville's there. Dallas. That's a shocking one, Dallas. Why is it? I mean, it's still early in the season. No, because Dallas also lost a lot of games due to COVID. But also, let's understand this. Uh, this is subject to change. These are not going to be, you know, I mean, the Rangers are not going to be there forever. I mean, the Penguins are not going to be there. The the Capitals, I don't know about Washington, but like teams like Florida, Chicago, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? That's the glory of the NHL. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? I have no idea. I mean, it's like, fuck. I wish I knew what was going to happen. That's because the NHL, I mean, you could have a team like the Senators win 50 games and then lose in the first round. Or Tampa, better example. Better example is Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Ooh, in terms of the NBA, Heat Rockets, that's a good game. That's a good game, actually. Who who is how's the how are the uh, the Knicks doing? Oh, they're not bad. They just, the Knicks just acquired Derrick Rose. That's a weird trade. Why they gave up Derrick Smith? They gave up Dennis Smith Jr., who wanted to play in the G League because he didn't want to play for the Knicks. But still, his like, career is shot. For, first, they got him for nothing. First, of, I know, but like, here's the problem I have here. I mean, he could have. I mean, Derrick Rose. What was he? The hot trade market? The hot trade commodity in the market? What was he? He was, uh, yeah, he's older now. He's had a bunch of injuries, but he's resurrected his career a little bit in Minnesota and Detroit. He he could be a serviceable starting point guard, I would say. I would prefer to see him coming off the bench. Okay, let me rephrase it. I think it's a good trade for the Knicks, and for two reasons and for two reasons only. Leadership, and he knows the system. Yes. He's not going to put up 50 points a game, and he's not going to be MVP Derrick Rose anymore. Far gone from that. 
far. No, but he was able to reinvent himself post-injury in the yeah. last couple of years to become a reliable veteran presence. With Minnesota in particular. Yeah. He, he, with Minnesota in particular. He you was, can't blame him for what happened in Detroit. Yeah, he, like Detroit, I mean, Detroit's not. Detroit's in a tire fire right Detroit's now. Detroit's in a really bad spot. Yeah, like it might take years to fix the mess they created. Yeah, it's their fucking fault. They tried to recreate the going to work era. Yeah, the rust bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the going to work Pistons were one of my favorite teams of all time. Oh, the 04 team? Yeah. Oh. To this day, is that the biggest upset in NBA history? Well, I would say. The, the team that beat the Lakers in the finals. That was the 0-4 team, right? Yeah. yeah. Is what that, I would consider. Is that the biggest upset in NBA history? It has to be. For, like, finals, I guess. But, like, in playoffs, there's been bigger upsets. Playoffs, I think, the, if we're talking all-time NBA history, I think. No, we're talking playoffs, I would say the eight-seed Warriors over that one-seeded Mavericks team. Even better. Dirk Nowitzki was an MVP form. I could name a better one. First round, uh, HC takes out one. Nineteen ninety-three, I think it was ninety-three or ninety-four. Uh, the Denver Nuggets over the Seattle SuperSonics. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a better one. That's a better one. Yeah, well, for me, the O four Pistons were just an ideal team to me. Yeah, that they just. I mean, this comes to this comes to point that okay, you could have the best players on the face of the planet, but if you, if if you're they're the only two members of your team, that doesn't count. That doesn't mean shit. Well, it's the same way the Spurs took out the teams they took out in their Even time. Better Toronto when they beat the Warriors. They were yeah. a team. I mean, they had Kawhi Leonard, but still, no, they would not have won without the contributions up and down that line. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they had different guys making the contributions every night. That's why I look at teams like Boston, okay, like Boston this year, Miami, the Knicks. I mean, they, they if they get, in, I mean, I'm not saying the Knicks are going to be a problem in the playoffs if they make it, but who knows? I mean, parody in the NBA for the first time in a long fucking time. Yeah, well, duos was the best thing to happen, moving away from these big threes, and the Nets big three going the way it's going right now is a good that. sign that other GMs I did because you always need a third player who will sacrifice, you know, stats in order for the team to so, win. Chris Bosh. What? Do you, how are the Warriors doing? Thirteen and twelve. Okay, they're not. Yeah, they're doing about what I expected since they have terrible. no Clay Thompson. They have no Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay they really have gigantic loss. Yes. That, yeah, because you, that his catch and shoot game was a big part of their he offense. He was also great defensively. He was great defensively. Yeah, yeah great perimeter defender. The fucking Lakers. Right. Oklahoma City. Might as well. Yeah, they're in a rebuild year, yeah, so at this point, like, I'm shocked they aren't doing worse than they are. They played the like twenty four first picks. What are they like a thousand first round picks? Hey. You can't fuck up the draft if you draft everyone. Roll safe. Yeah. Denver. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, think of the Knicks never have picks, and when they have them, they usually blow it. Yeah. However, this Knicks team knows how to has knows how to fight. They can fight. They do. They they get in your face. 
I yeah. love but Mitchell Robinson. I think they got I think they got the right coach to resonate with this group. Thank you. Listen. Bims was not the right coach for the Timberwolves. Let's let's understand this. I root was soft. For the heat. Riggins was soft. Let's understand let's understand my fanhood. I root for the Heat because of Dan Lebetard. His fault. I got into I got into radio into podcasting because of Dan Lebetard when he was at ESPN down in Miami. Look, that's a model organization. I start root. I root for the Heat because it's a it's heat a model organization with values that you could respect. Sport that Heat culture, by the way. That's a cocaine joke for Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's no cocaine here. Listen, there's no, there's no cocaine here. So YouTube, if you're wa- if you're watching and if you're if you're taking this shit down, there's no cocaine here. Scouts honor. But I'm a New Yorker. Nick fan of my heart. I am. But, but like, when it comes to the playoffs, if the Knicks aren't in the playoffs, I'll root for the Heat. Just be like, oh, let's see what happens. All right. Miami is – I think Miami makes it. It's tough, though, because Charlotte's playing good. Yeah, but Miami will get better as the season goes on. Watch. The, 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 the Charlotte's – LeBron James in terms of popularity standards. No, I don't see it. I saw this meme the other day. Bleacher Report when Lamelo Ball plays well. They, it's you know that Toy Story meme where it's like I don't want to play with you anymore. It's like, uh, hold on, let me pause the recording for a second. My dad's trying to call me. Sorry about that. Family. Uh, Cleveland, they're just there. Just you know what low-key bothers me about Lavelle Ball? Is that all – no, had nothing to do with his father. It has to do with the way that the media was pretty much on Lonzo watch for, like, a good chunk of his rookie year while Lavelle Ball just is showing on highlights every now and then when he's the infinitely better player. And it's because of his father. I hate that family. I hate I I don't hate them. I hate more. the father. I don't hate them more than the Kardashians. Let's be clear here. I don't hate them more than the Kardashians and the Jenners. But let's be let's understand that. But I want to slap him. I want to just be like, and then be and then pull up Dan Campbell and bite off his kneecaps. That's a great press conference, by the way. That was a fantastic press conference. He set the tone. I love him. I love him. Yeah, now, De- now Detroit's management just needs to do the right thing and get him some players. I think Ma- Pat McAfee said it best. Motor City Dan Campbell, MCDC. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> That's such a great name. It is. That's but, so yeah. great. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're going to transition to the next segment. And our walking encyclopedia, Ryan, hopefully, will be joining us. What's up, guys? It's Dan from Time to BS Podcast. Are you looking to get your team's favorite gear at the best prices out there? Look no further than Fanatics.com. There's always some great deals at Fanatics. Every league, every team at the best prices. Get your fan on at fanatics.com.
It's time to BS. A euro, I think a euro counts, yes. No, a gyro. It's, it's pronounced euro, really, but I'm, I hate, I, I won't get politically correct with that, but gyro, You're gonna euro. You're going to a Greek person how to pronounce gyro? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> a U Stadium podcast. Promise made, our human encyclopedia is here. Ryan, what's up, dude? And in the flesh with the full <laughs> mop of hair. Yes, sir. Literal mop. Christ. <laughs> Christ. Let's, let's be clear here. Out of the two of us, I have the cleanest facial hair. But I yeah. also need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had a haircut. Not my life. The last time, I think the last time you said you shaved was like the 2016 NBA Finals. Uh, the last time I legitimately, the last time I had no facial hair was December 31st, 2017. That was the finals against uh, Golden State. Uh, one of them. Uh, it was right after I just had just gone to the Bengals Ravens Week 17, the Tyler Boyd game. And I had gotten back to my grandmother's apartment, and I'm like, I'm gonna shave tonight. Yeah. I haven't shaved since, so I'm rocking. Uh, that's impressive too. That's like yeah. that's like Forrest Gump level. 37, 37 months, handful of days. God, three years, three years, a month, and 34 days. Yeah. That's impressive and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It you happens. are the football. I mean, I get, to, I get some compliments for it, you know. It happens. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. How about the ladies want to pull on it? <laughs> Ouch. Yes! I'm glad this is going on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> uh I got the old logo up. I got the new logo. Uh, the the new logo is reversed and it's not zoomed in, so I gotta figure out how to do that. But ah, okay. but the new logo looks pretty nice, and the nice, BS nice. Sessions logo is is nice as well. It's got a beer stein in there as well. Rachel oh. was on, oh. which is good. Um, Post Super Bowl week, uh, I told you two weeks ago. When, uh, three weeks ago, actually, when the Browns and the Chiefs played, I said if the if the Browns can get pressure on Mahomes, they have a chance. And I even told you, the Bills can get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. What did the Bucks do? Uh, they pressured Mahomes more than any quarterback's been pressured in the last 15 years. Yeah. And – I even told you, Mahomes loves to retreat. He loves to backpedal. He loves to buy time for the big play, and that is their biggest flaw. Yeah, is the pocket that wasp. Yeah, the pocket gets destroyed in the process. As an offensive lineman, is terrible for your quarterback to retreat 15, 20 yards back. It's terrible because then you're when, you, when your tackle is Mike Remmers. Um... Yeah, Glenn can uh, Glenn, our Panthers fan, can uh, attend to that. Although Vaughn Miller. Yeah, there's been. I want to say I looked at PFF the other day, and there's been like two, maybe three. There's been like three uh, players to get ten pressures in a Super Bowl in the last ten years. Two of them have done it against Mike Remmers. <laughs> <laughs> two different teams. Just oh, and then uh, shout out, to, shout out to Nick Bosa. <laughs> he, he had 10 or he had 12 12 legitimate pressures against someone that's not named Mike Remmers uh, Mike Remmers would be a typical Pete Carroll signing 
if that happens. Hey, at least you already have your uh, um, shoot. Remember, did Remmers play left tackle? He right? played left tackle for the okay. Chiefs. Okay, at least you guys have a really good left tackle in. Uh, yeah, Dwayne Brown. Yeah, yeah. I am blanking yeah. on the names tonight. Oh, is is Ryan been drinking? Uh, no, well, just some water. I actually won uh, Sports HQ again tonight. Won about three bucks. The last question was, uh, oh, okay, here we go. Dan, trivia question. Okay, what do you got? Name the first receiver in playoff history to record three consecutive 100-yard games in the same playoff. Isn't that Larry Fitzgerald? Yes, Larry Fitzgerald. He yeah, had four in a row. 2008, yeah. Ice never did it. Edelman uh, only had two, and the answer was Larry Fitzgerald. One, yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that from the back of my head. That was Larry Fitzgerald. Because Larry Fitzgerald had one of the great postseasons of all time. Yeah, and then he doesn't get any credit for it because Pittsburgh. Yeah. Shame. I mean, let's I mean, not fuck Pittsburgh because Ellie is because Ellie is our favorite Steeler fan. <laughs> yeah. Or probably our only favorite Steeler fan. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like Sadie. Sadie used to be on the Yenzer, the, our, the Almighty Lord Yenzer. And then, of course, urinating tree the goat. Yes, the Almighty Lord Yenzer. Yes, he he is a fun time. He is. A, I gotta get him back on eventually, but I will have. But I will have him on soon. But I love his content. Oh, it's fucking great. But um, expert analysis from uh, Splash Ryan on the Super Bowl. <laughs> what do you got, okay. my friend? Well, um, there's. I treated the Kansas City performance like an onion, so there's layers to how catastrophic it was so it starts if you just look at the nine points scored you know you look at Mahomes 55 ish passer rating it looks bad but you can explain away like I can explain away the Ravens scoring three points in a playoff game two missed field goals red zone turnover easy enough you can explain away some of the Chiefs stuff that they had to go for it on fourth down. They had a couple failed fourth downs. It's like the Ravens scoring 12 against the Titans last year. That in a normal game script, you're going to convert on some of those drives because you kick field goals. I can explain that. I can explain Mahomes. Both of his interceptions, a little goofy, tipped pass. Yeah, so he really shouldn't have had interceptions. But I think the biggest issue there, Kansas City could not stop the – Barrett, Vea, Sue, JPP could not stop it. And my first thought is, hey, why not keep Kelsey in or keep uh, is it Demetrius Harris or keep anyone I think else? Blake Bell. I think Blake Bell's our other tight end. Okay. Ooh, throwback. Uh, shout out to – I could be wrong. Let me I check. Let me check, back. Um, I could be horribly wrong. So um, out of 52 Mahomes dropbacks, 48 of them came with a five-man front. That is both exactly what the Chiefs needed to do and exactly what went wrong. Ricky Seals-Jones is the correct answer, by the way, for uh, our okay. backup tight end. Former Cardinal. He had, what, two touchdowns in a game once? He was on my fantasy team for a while. Yeah. So 48 out of 52 dropbacks from home. He only had five guys protecting him. Of the other four, that's when Tampa really screwed up what, uh, what Kansas City was trying to do because – when JPP, Barrett, Vea, Sue, when they're getting pressure with four and you have to bring more than five guys to block them, all of a sudden it's life is so much easier for Carlton Davis, Winfield, Whitehead. Everyone in the secondary just breathes a sigh of relief because Kelsey 
isn't running a route or Edward Solaire isn't running a route or actually didn't see much Le'Veon Bell. I don't think he Le'Veon Bell had one snap. Okay. Uh, you don't, you don't see Daryl Williams running pass patterns. You see them blocking. So on the four snaps that Kansas city did have six plus men in protection, Tampa Bay was lifting their chops because they had seven guys in coverage most of the time going up against four receivers, you know, and you can essentially double Hill, double Kelsey, double Watkins or double Hardman. And then the other guy, you're going to have Carlton Davis or Jamel Dean or SMB on him. And you're just going to lock, you're going to lock the fourth guy, get fourth guy down. And the first three guys are going to be double covered. And you saw the, and you saw the way the secondary was playing the Chiefs receivers. They were daring Kansas city to go deep and they Mm -hmm. could, they were daring them to. It was very Rams, like the Rams, great all season, at least until the Packers game, at limiting the big play. They played a lot of too high, you know, John Johnson and uh, Jordan Fuller, right? Johnson and Fuller deep. Yeah. Um, so you're not getting anything over the top. So you have to dink and dunk, kind of. And when Kansas City did move the football, it was dinks and dunks. It was shorter passes. It was Tyree Kill, little slant, little dig, little, little short routes. And then at a certain point, you just hope, hey, Tyreek Hill is one of the best receivers. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL, whatever. Um, you just hope that he can break a big play, you know, and it didn't happen. And Kelsey didn't break a big play. Their chunk plays came at the end when Tampa was just sitting back and just letting the time roll off. And I thought it was a dominant defensive game plan from Todd Bowles. Yep. So much too high with uh, Winfield, who was healthy, Whitehead, who was healthy, so you're not going to beat them deep, and Kansas City is too, maybe not not even stubborn. I guess Andy Reid was stubborn in a way, but they called so many deep passes that it's like eventually one's going to hit, right? And none of them did. And the the Chiefs were the only team in the playoffs to have zero deep pass completions. In the crazy to think of that. Yeah, just they had a zero point zero pass rating. Henny had a pick, Mahomes had a pick, and you you just think about it, and it's. This is one of the most dynamic offenses in the history of the sport. And that's not an exaggeration. Two years ago, they had the third most points scored ever in a season. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Chiefs are the second team in NFL history to score three straight 500-point seasons. Okay. I actually know this because I looked it up the other day, and it was the 99-01 – sorry, the 99-01 Rams. And then the – it was the 2010-2012 Patriots. And they had they, oh, there was thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. And there was some actually I don't know if they got it last year. Let me let me No, I, that's no, you're right. You're right. Did they get it last year? Because I know um I I know I looked it up and posted on the app that the ninety nine to 01 Rams and the 09 to or the sorry, the ten to twelve Patriots allowed the exact same number of points. There was some goofy caveat. That. I think the Saints did it too, right? Uh, the Saints, right? Uh, let me check. Okay, that has to be correct. The Saints in through 2009, 2011. The Chiefs only, I say only, only scored 450 points last year. So that Bullshit. was shit. Yeah, 451, 28 a game. What? Yeah. That's like nuts. The, the, Ra- the Ravens were the the ridiculous offense last year. Yeah. Um, and the. The Saints, I don't believe they've ever had back-to-back seasons. Yeah, they've only had they've only had three seasons in their history with 500 points, 09, 11, and uh, 18. 
Yeah, five hundred points. Like it, it sounds like a good offense should get to five hundred points. It's it's pretty rare. Like there's, I think there's maybe only twenty five teams. Like the Ravens had five thirty one last year. Let me pull up Stathead. I don't know if you have Stathead, but I, I love it for my articles and um, stadium trivia. I think so, but I I lost track because you have getting Malkin just scored tie game. Oops. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. It happens. Ugh. Okay, here we also, go. Also, 10th anniversary of Fight Night. I posted that. Ooh. The fifth most yeah. penalty minutes in NHL history. I love how that's a modern game and it's like... I love that. Oh. I love that shit. I don't know if you're big into into the fight game, into uh, like hockey fights. I mean, I, uh, I'm a Red Wings fan, so I uh, respect my boy um, Bob Probert. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Zetterberg got into a lot of fights too, right? Huh? I think Henrik Zetterberg got into a lot of fights in his day, right? Uh, not that I, not that I remember. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not. Michael Haley, also Islander legend, <laughs> for right, that so one we, game. <laughs> all right, we have 26 teams have ever scored 500 points in a season. Most recently, the Bills and Packers this year. Um. The Patriots did it in 10, 11, and 12, and the Rams did it in 99, 2000, 2001. Really? Those are the only two teams in three straight 500-point seasons. Yep, yep, I, yep. I thought that I could have swore the Chiefs did it last year. And I believe they might be the only teams to ever do it back-to-back years, and they just happened, just so happened to extend it to three years in a row. That's a nuts. Yeah. Instead, Ryan, football. on the case. Okay. Uh, I love how either I know something or I know how to find something. That makes yeah, life I very... wanted to punch you when you said <laughs> Eddie Shore is the only defenseman to win five art trophies. And I have that. I have that clip. Because what we have is we have rejoins. And I have and I have that clip as a rejoin. I'm like, I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Oh, yes, here's the stat. Um, so the 99 Rams, the 01 Rams, and the 2010 to 2012 Patriots both allowed exactly 386 points in those three years. I don't know how you know this shit. Well, I have it pulled up on my screen right now. Oh, that That's helps. Why. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I, I looked it up for some reason. I don't know why I had it. Oh, oh, I was defending Tom Brady. That's what I was doing. I was, um, I was in an argument with Superior Alex, and he was like, the, the oh wait, hey, guts, by the way. Yeah, I think it's F, I think it's a, I, don't, I think it's a freak or or one of them. They hate like guts. And he hates Brady. One of them hates my guts. That's for sure. I don't, I don't know. I when I post funny shit, it's like he has to be the, like the angry cousin. That's just like or the angry sibling. It's like it's not funny. I'm like I want to <laughs> strangle you. I'm trying uh... to have fun here. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes one of those. Do you hate yourself or just like? <laughs> uh, I'm also one, two, three, four, five down. Oh, solid. I've been drinking water all day. <laughs> it's it's also the day before the weekend, so I can't do this shit. That's true. But. I also did not drink for an entire for a solid month until tonight. Solid, indeed, indeed. It was not fun. Don't try that. <laughs> uh. 
Um, Derek Rose. What do you think of the Derek Rose trade? Because uh, unfortunate Nick fan here. Yeah. Um, I love it. I mean, I think he's better than uh, Alfred Payton. Oh, yeah. Um, although I do like what Emmanuel Quigley, is that his name? Emmanuel IQ is doing. Right, Emmanuel Quigley. Um, he's, if it wasn't for LaMelo Ball, I, he would, I think IQ would be a good rookie of the year kind of bet. But LaMelo, I think, is just going to start. Uh, well, he got his first start recently, and he's just going to start posting, you know, 26 and 6 every night. It's like, yeah, you can't really beat that. You know, that's Tyreek Evans, that's LeBron James, that's Oscar Robertson numbers. Like, I don't care if the Hornets win two games the rest of the season. Lamelo is going to be Rookie of the Year, barring divine intervention from a different rookie. Somehow, divine bullshit from Obi Toppin. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I know Knicks fans. A lot of Knicks fans don't like him. I love him. I, I like. I, I. I think the. I think the. The over-reliance of the guards, I understand it's a guard league, but, oh shit, it's about to be overtime winner? No, fuck. I'm, I'm <laughs> watching the Islander game at the same time as I'm recording this. Oh, man. Perks of having cable on your phone. Yeah. But, um, I like the, I like the usage of the big man. I love that. Uh-huh. I because I, uh-huh. I remember the old four Pistons. I remember those great Spurs teams with David Robert with David with Robinson and uh, and Tim Duncan. I remember those great Laker teams with Kobe and Shaq. I remember them. And it's like you. I believe every championship team needs a great big man. I believe that. And I think I would expand that to like a physical presence. Yeah. Like you. Like I would say, LeBron James is a physical presence. Yeah, well, like you need like those those guys that are willing to do the dirty work, and mm-hmm. I immediately point to those Piston teams, right? With Rashid and Ben Wallace, like those guys were fucking monsters. Yeah, they had no business winning a championship. They won one. They had no business going to two finals. They went to two, and if it's not for Robert Ory putting on the most clutch half of basketball I've seen in my life. Uh, the Pistons went back-to-back titles. That was in 05. What, what, what was that matchup? Was that the uh, – the, uh, fuck, fuck. Memories. Uh, Spurs Heat. Uh, that not was, Spurs Heat. Spurs Pistons. That was Spurs Pistons. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I, I completely forgot they played in the finals. Yeah, it was uh, – well, I, I think most of the country forgot they played in the finals. That was – I've done some, like, ratings research, and that, that one's, like, bottom of the bottom of the barrel. Like, you'd, you'd imagine, like, seven-game series, get good ratings, uh, not in 05. Jeez. And the 03 series with New Jersey and San Antonio. That was the 03 series, right? Yeah, yeah. That was not not good. Not good. It's like Tim Duncan has one of the greatest games in the history of basketball in game six, and no one cares because he's from San Antonio. The the Nets at the time played in New Jersey, and it's a game six, not a game seven. So everything worked against Timmy D there. Yeah, that's true. Shit. Pittsburgh is not playing well in overtime so far. I got the TV in the background, and I got my phone watching the game. Oh, shit. Turn over. Turn over. Fuck. Crosby. No. 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 All right. For the remaining of this show, we're going we're gonna to listen to Dan calling plays. Nick Luddy up the, up, the, up the seam to Anders Lee. Tackled by Chris Letang. Luddy looks for the shot. Misses the net. Ah, oh, fuck. Kapanen. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Babyface Crosby is on his way. No, he's not on the ice. Malkin, save Marlamov. 
Malkin again. I did play-by-play once, and I was on caller cast for Ram Seahawks. Shit! There we go. I bet that was unfortunate. It, oh, my God. <laughs> I, it was a very exciting time to, to do play-by-play. I promoted the fuck out of it, but, like, it was all right. I, I'll do it again eventually. I'll do it no, again I, for hockey. Uh, I did play-by-play at an Arizona-Oregon game, and Arizona lost double overtime. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Crosby up the, up, the, up the left side with Eberle defending. Crosby. Just Cody Cece. He's still in the he's still in the league. Jesus. Jake Gensel with Pollock. Gensel. Knocked down. Pollock with Nelson clearing. Nope. Cody Cece takes it. Gensel on the left towards the net. 17 seconds left to play in overtime. Crosby to Gensel. Cancel to CC. 10 seconds. CC back to Crosby with Eberly. Oh, just missed. And we have a shootout. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I love hockey. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I like playoff hockey, and I think I would be more into it if the Red Wings were good again or if I had a team in my local area back when I was home in Georgia. But sometimes I mean, you kind of do. You have two. Not what Nashville and Carolina? No, you have the Panthers and you have the Lightning. Oh, uh, I don't want to hear well. shit. <laughs> okay, in in fairness, I live geographic or lived geographically closer to Nashville and Raleigh than. Tampa okay, Nashville's and, uh, a, Nash- Nashville's a good hockey town. Is it what Sunrise, Florida, right? Sunrise, Florida, Sunrise, Florida, which is just outside of Miami. Okay, which is stupid because you build the arena at fucking Sunrise. For the Panthers, <laughs> and yet the Miami Heat have have the American Airlines are right fucking there, yeah. and you don't use it. That confuses me. Yeah, confusing like, as all hell. Uh, I don't know why. Like, what's another arena that just boggles my mind? Okay. Oh, uh, uh, the Tampa Tro- Tropicana Field. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of St. Petersburg, way away from any race. Yeah, why the hell is that not in Tampa? Okay, that makes Here no we go. sense. Conspiracy theory time. Put on your tinfoil hat. Oh, where's my where's my Vegas hat? That's the closest <laughs> thing I have to a tinfoil hat. Okay, here we go. Prepa- prepare yourself for this. This is a good one. This is the closest thing I have to a tinfoil hat. I, I grabbed the Saints one by accident. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. So, big four sports. All four championship, the last four championship series had a representative from the state of Florida. Yes. One of those teams got to host a game in their respective championship series. Tampa. Yes. The other three did not. This became the first time in NFL history that the home team played, or a, a team in the Super Bowl played in that home stadium. Yeah. And it, is the first time, as far as I know, it is the first time that any NHL team, NBA team, or Major League Baseball team did not play a home game during their championship series. All four of these things happened in the same year. My face right now, for those listening, is a face of concern and shock at the same time. Watch. I swear to God, watch. New York is next. I'm going to laugh my ass off if somehow 
some way, the Islanders is a distinct possibility of happening. Yeah, the Islanders could happen. The Knicks. Okay, the, the Nets, Jets. Pro- Nets probably first. The Jets. That's not happening anytime soon. I mean, maybe. <laughs> the Bills actually. Bills are in Bills. New York. Yes, that counts. Um, the Yankees. Eh. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think they could win the AL this year. Yeah, true. Actually, probably. yeah, I think I wouldn't be like the Bills are probably second favorites in the AFC moving forward. The Yankees are the favorite in the AL. Now, would you agree though that Buffalo has the better team though over Kansas City? Crosby, on Varlamov, fuck. <laughs> we should just have a podcast of me laughing. Oh, uh, all right, Josh, okay. don't fail me. Josh, don't fail me. Josh Bailey, 10 for 30. Fuck, I got my friend texting me. That should have been a win. No, Bailey's going to miss. No, 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 no. Fuck. My life as an Islander fan. Uh, hey, I'm a Dead Wings fan. So hey, listen, you won a cup in your lifetime, okay? I don't want to hear it. This is true. Actually, you won two. You won twice. You won three in your lifetime. What have I done? Uh, just two. Uh, oh, oh, two and oh eight. What have I done? Okay, I've been in the conference finals once in my hey, lifetime. Hey, you, it was you, last you, year. You went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I went the, to the. I I the won a playoff series three times in my lifetime. And two out of those three came in the same year. Yeah. Oof. Hey, the Braves. They four they times. Won. Four times. Excuse me. Twice, three, three, three out of three series in two years, and then infamously John Tavares, um, which by the way I looked over that game, game six against the Panthers, mm-hmm. so many uncalled penalties, so many oh. in, against the Islanders, so many. That series should have gone to seven games. Unbelievable, but you know, bullshit yeah. happening. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining for this up ep- for this episode of Time to Be Us podcast, episode ninety one. Be sure to check out our sideshows BS sessions. Uh, by the time this gets posted, volume thirteen with Hong Lam of Defining Moments podcast will be recorded um, and hopefully be posted sometime in the near future. And thank you guys for joining us, and we hope to see you sometime in the near future. Peace.